You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. We are into a, a new series I'd mentioned um, called Love One Another. And um, I was thinking, I said this last week, but I was thinking... Uh, about this series for a while, especially in light of COVID, uh, because if you hadn't noticed, we're stuck at home a little bit more than normal. And uh, that can cause tension. That hasn't happened in your home, I'm sure, but there's people out there that it can happen to. And you know when you're just banging around in the same space all the time? Uh, sometimes you can get on each other's nerves. And I got thinking about a relationship series in the midst of the pandemic and thought that the timing would be good. Today, so uh, let's just say last week, l- let me start with this. Last week we, we were talking about God's original design for marriage. We, I called it leave and cleave, uh, just a foundational principle Uh, that uh, relates to our marriages. Today, I wanted to talk about walking in forgiveness. And uh, I'm assuming that there's going to be crickets in the house because, you know, there's not a lot of amen. Sometimes it's more like a e, you know, inside. But uh, walking in forgiveness and the whole idea of forgiveness is not just something that's important for marriages, It's actually important for every relationship that we have. There's a good opportunity for you to say, amen. All right, let's get into it today. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13 say this. Since God chose you to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Do you know, uh, how many here have a dog or have ever had a dog in your life? Now, I'm assuming because you're all good dog owners, you know you need to take your dog out for a walk on a regular basis. And... You know, when a dog on a leash tries to take off, it gets yanked, the dog gets yanked back really quick and is reminded constantly that his freedom is actually quite limited. It might feel like he's free, but he's not really free. And unforgiveness, I was thinking about that in terms of unforgiveness, that, it, that's what it does to us. People go through life on this invisible leash that holds them back from running as fast or from running as far as they really want to go. It's something that limits us, that that puts a block in our life. And we have to learn how to ask for forgiveness. We have to learn how to give forgiveness. You know, since we're all broken and imperfect people, it means that all of our relationships are not going to be perfect. I know that's a shock. But it's, it's just true. Not all your relationships are perfect. In fact, none of them really are. 
And so because we're broken, because we're imperfect, because we make mistakes, because we're going to get on each other's nerves from time to time, forgiveness is such a foundational principle that we're going to need all the time in our marriage, in our friendships, in our family relationships, at work, everywhere you go that you're banging into the same people again and again and again. The day will come when somebody's going to get on your nerves. Or the day will come when you have gotten on somebody's nerves. And forgiveness is such a foundational thing that we need if we want to keep our friendships, our marriages, and all of our family relationships healthy. See, you, if you don't have it, your relationships are going to sour. They're not going to be what they need to be and what they could be. Without forgiveness, we walk on a leash. We walk not free. We are in trouble. That's the bottom line. So most of us know that we should forgive. Nobody really, really argues with that. We know that we should forgive, but we actually struggle to do it sometimes. Unforgiveness and anger, hurt and bitterness, uh, by the way, in one relationship actually affects all your relationships in a negative way. I don't know if people realize that, but it's very, very true. You, you can't be hurt, anger, you know, bitter in one area of your life and not have it sort of spill out into the other areas. It just does. It has a way of spreading into everything and turning you into the person that you don't want to become. When Jesus comes into our lives, of course, we experience the reverse, that when we're forgiven, when his forgiveness comes upon us, it impacts all of our relationships for the good. And someone said, amen. That we, we learn that because we're forgiven, we should forgive. That because of what he's done in our lives, that mercy and humility and tender-hearted compassion and all the things that Paul talks about in Colossians begins to grow and the fruits of the Spirit begin to grow in us. And because of his forgiveness, we become better and it allows our relationships to heal and to become better as well. So there's, there's a, a very distinct thing that can go on. Forgiveness or uh, forgiveness by the Lord impacts our lives in a positive way. And when we cling to unforgiveness, even in one area, one relationship, I'm telling you, it will, it will spread elsewhere. And so it's so important and so foundational. So I want to talk about five things that I want us to remember this morning about forgiveness. Number one, it is a command. It's not a choice for, the, for the, uh, the child of God. Look at Colossians 3.13 again. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. There's not a choice there. Uh, he's, at, he's, he's telling us to do it. Luke 6.37 says, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. There's this spiritual principle that is in place here that is really important to remember. We have been forgiven much. We are children of God. He has forgiven us 
much. He paid the debt that we could never pay. He is our Savior and our Lord. And there's no way, no way we could ever measure the amount of love and forgiveness that has been poured into our lives. He is an amazing God. And because he has poured such love and forgiveness into our lives, he now expects his children to be his vessels, his conduit, his instruments to extend the same love and the same forgiveness to others, even though it's hard. See, I told you there'd be crickets in this place. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, you, you know this, forgive us our trespasses. Say it with me. As we forgive those who trespass against us. There's a very core principle at play here. We are forgiven, and now he commands us to forgive as well. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says, Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. That's number one. Number two, there is no limit. There is no limit to forgiveness. Now, this one is particularly hard sometimes for us to grasp. Look at Matthew 18, verse 21. It says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Peter was being generous by saying seven. The Pharisees said three. Strike one, two, three, and you're out. So Peter was being extra generous by saying seven, Lord? Seven? That's like double what the Pharisees would do. Jesus said, no, you know, you, you, you're on the right track, but, but understand that there is actually no limit. First Corinthians 13, part of that love chapter says, that love, real love, the love that comes from God, it says it keeps no record of wrong. That's what it says. So we like to keep track. We do. We like to keep track of all the times people have hurt us, all the things that they've said. And then when, when, we get, when it gets triggered, all of, the, all of the pain and the bitterness from the past all of the things that they did to you before all come spilling out again and again and again. And all the past gets relived again. And Jesus is saying, listen, you, you, you like to keep track, but I'm telling you, there is no limit to forgiveness. Don't keep track. Let it go. Let it all go. Let everyone go. As God keeps forgiving us, so we must keep forgiving others. It doesn't mean, by the way, that we approve or that we excuse their bad behavior. It doesn't mean that we pretend that it didn't hurt us. It, it doesn't mean any of that. But it, it does mean that we continually need to let go of the pain. We need to let go of the anger. We need to let go of the feelings of revenge that rise up within us and that can so easily creep into our lives and creep down into our lives in a deep way. He's saying, listen, don't hold on to any offense. Let it all go. 
Hebrews says, don't let any bitter root grow down into your spirit. Don't let it happen. It will impact and poison everything that you touch. Don't let it happen. Forgive, forgive. Let it go, let it go, let it go with no limit. 70 times 7. Let it go. This is a work of the Holy Spirit. Who can do this kind of stuff on our own? This is why we need the Holy Spirit. He's asking us to do something that we're going to struggle with on our own, but with His help, we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. And mountains can be moved. Forgiveness can be granted. And great things can happen because of the presence of the Lord. This is That was a good moment to say amen. It, help me out now, okay? Help me out. See, this is such a core principle, but it's so difficult for us to do. And even now, people are, every time you talk about it, we'll be sitting here, people at home will be saying, oh yeah, but you have no clue what such and such did to me. You have no clue what she said to me. You have no clue what he did to me. And the fact is, is I don't. But that's not the point. The point is, is Jesus is saying, as a child of God, there is no limit to forgiveness. Don't keep track. Let it all go. That's what he says. Forgive with no limit. Isn't that a radical thought? It is anti what we want to do. This is a work of the Spirit, a deep work of the Spirit. We need his strength and we need his grace to keep growing in us if we're ever, if we're ever able uh, to accomplish something like this. So that's number two. Five things to remember about forgiveness. Number one, it's a command. Number two, there is no limit. Number three is this. Forgiveness brings freedom. It brings freedom. Now, forgiveness is such a beautiful word, isn't it, when somebody is giving it to you? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing when you receive it, you know, but it's more challenging when you have to give it. Very, very, uh, very different when the, when the shoe's on the other foot. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, Jesus says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. You see, if we don't forgive, it actually prevents us from receiving from God. That's a hard truth, but those are the words of Jesus. It limits us. It cuts off the blessing of God in our lives. It's a sin, and we need to understand it. It's a sin that blocks us. It blocks the presence of the Lord. It hardens our hearts, and it puts a wall between us and him. It damages our relationship with the Lord. But forgiveness, of course, brings freedom, not just with the person that you're forgiving, but also with the Lord. It opens up the door, right, for the Lord to come. It allows you, the hurt person, to begin to heal. You'll never heal if you hang on to the unforgiveness. You'll just walk in it forever. People have walked in it for years, and they just can't seem to let it go. But the only way to begin to heal is to let it go and to forgive. If we refuse, it causes all kinds of issues. People talk about it, not, not just even Bible-believing people. People know medically, psychologically, that 
Unforgiveness eats at us from the inside. It's bad for us physically. It's bad for us mentally. It does spiritual damage and it does relational damage. The whole package. It damages us and poisons everything about us. It's a poison that seems to creep into every aspect of our life, even though we're just mad at Uncle Joe. How come if I'm just mad at Uncle Joe, it, it's impacting my marriage and my work and my, the way I deal with my kids? I'm not really mad at them. I'm just mad at him. But somehow it seems to creep in. This is what it does. But freedom brings the forgiveness. The only way you can be free is if you let go of the rage. You've got to let go of the hurt that you've been holding on to. You know that you're the loser for it. You're the one who suffers for it if you don't let it go. I was reading again a little this week about Corey Ten Boom, and many of you would have know, know that name. Corey Ten Boom was a prisoner uh, in a Nazi death camp during World War II. And her sister died, and uh, she went through unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. And she talks about how she had to learn how to forgive her prison guards who did terrible things to her, to people she cared about, to all those that were with her. You could imagine the things that were going on, and you could imagine the rage and the anger and just the absolute, absolute feeling of darkness that she would have towards these people. And she was talking about it, and, and I pulled up this quote because it really impacted me, and I, I, hope it, I hope you get this too. She said this. She said, forgiveness is to set a prisoner free and to realize that that prisoner was you. And the more I, I, I pondered that, I realized how wise she was. Forgiveness is to set a prisoner free and to realize that the prisoner is you. People walk around with unforgiveness not realizing or recognizing that they are actually the prisoner. They're the dog on the leash. They think they're free, but they're not really free. And she's bang on. She had to learn how to let it go, and to realize that if she didn't let it go, then she would be the one who would be in prison for the rest of her days. And so she, she, she got there and learned how to do it. You know, uh, you, know how, you know that you've forgiven somebody, and she talks a little bit about this too, and this is just my thought on it, but you know that you've forgiven someone when the pain, when the resentment, uh, that had you previously locked up into knots is gone. You, you don't forget, by the way. Forgiveness is not forgetting. There's a lot of things you'll never forget. But the pain, the bitterness, the anger, the, the rage that's associated to that person or in regards to that event, it's, it's gone. And you're, you haven't forgotten, but you're free of it. You know what I'm saying? You're free of it. So forgiveness brings freedom. That's number three. Number four is this. Although forgiveness is a command, we, we, we still have a choice to make. So number four is forgiveness is a choice. It's a matter of the will. 
Just because God tells us to do it doesn't mean we always do. Shocking, I know. But it really is a matter of the will. And it's not a feeling. It's, it's actually a decision. It's a choice. Remember the story of the prodigal son when uh, he, he, he takes his dad's money and he takes off and he, he blows it all. He wastes his life. He blows his money. He finds himself uh, just hungry and, you know, just in a, in a total mess. You know the story. And he says when he came to his senses, he decided to return home to ask his father for forgiveness, not because he deserved it, but because he even he was in such a bad way, said it would even be better for me to be a servant in my dad's household than to be in the situation that I'm in now. And so you remember when the son makes his way back home, the father forgives his son. And the father is released from his worry. The father's released again uh, from what, whatever pain he was feeling. And what happens is joy, right? You know the story? When the son is still afar off, the father runs to him, wraps his arms around him, weeps with joy, wants to celebrate for his lost son has now come home. And so he forgives him deeply and truly. But remember the older brother? The older brother doesn't want to forgive. The older brother is stuck. He's choosing not to forgive. He's choosing to stay in his anger and in his bitterness. And that that story again reminded me this week of the, the, the father in the story is a picture again of our heavenly father who freely forgives us no matter what dumb things we do. And we are the older brother who struggle and struggle and justify and justify and won't let go of the bitterness or the anger. The father has forgiven, but we, the older brother, seem to be stuck. And it just reminded me how far, how far short we are of the love and the forgiveness that God has poured onto us. We have come a long way, my friends, but we have a long way to go. He forgives us no matter what we do. And it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. You know, we at times simply make the choice to stay angry. We, we just make the choice. We make the choice to stay bitter. We make the choice. Even when there's a better choice to make, we don't make it. And we can continue to justify our right to feel hurt. We can continue to, uh, you know, to do all of this, or we can choose to stop allowing the hurt to ruin our lives, to leash us, to pen us in, to, to steal our joy. It, it does all of these things, and sometimes we don't even know it's doing it. But the Holy Spirit can help us make the choice. See, we all know things like when people say, like, life is too short, you know, Life is too short to live it with anger. Life is too short to live it with pain and brokenness and hurt when there's a better choice to make. Why go through life living that way when you don't have to? I read a story. Uh, it was online. Uh, it might have come uh, from maybe people.com, peoples.com or something. And it was just 
about a month ago, literally a month ago, happened uh, in September, late September of 2020. And it's just so deeply impacted me that I printed out the story and I wanted to read it to you today. Melissa Nielsen kissed her husband Curtis goodbye and told him that she'd see him soon. And she left for her daily morning walk around their neighborhood in Rigby, Idaho. Within minutes, Curtis' phone rang, and it was Melissa's friend saying that she'd discovered her on the side of the road. Curtis rushed to the scene where he found his wife lying on the ground, and their next-door neighbor, Lincoln Lear, was standing nearby in utter horror. Lincoln's life was already deeply difficult. His wife suffers from a debilitating respiratory condition, and in 2014, the couple lost their oldest son to a neuromuscular degenerative disorder, and they'd recently got the news that their two other children now have the same disorder. That morning, Lincoln said he had been driving to work, and he'd reached down to plug in his phone to charge, and in that moment, he swerved, and he hit Melissa. He goes on to say, as Curtis knelt beside his wife's body, their four children, ages 15, 11, 8, and 4, were still sleeping at home. And he said, I started to break down, and I started to cry, I started to pray. I knew that she wasn't going to be with us for very long. However, Curtis knew that Melissa would want him to forgive Lincoln. So that's what he chose to do. Lincoln was subsequently charged with vehicular manslaughter and pleaded guilty. But Curtis has been supportive of him. Uh, Lincoln's offense is punishable by a year in jail and by steep, steep fines. But Curtis insisted that he not go to jail and that he not pay any fines. He was all, he, he, and he said this to the judge, he was being tortured enough by his own actions. And I don't want to jeopardize him having not enough time with his own family. That blew me away. That literally happened a month ago in Rigby, Idaho. He makes a choice. He makes a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. There is a better choice to make, my friends. If you're watching online or if you're here today and there's someone that has hurt you deeply, somebody who has done you wrong, and rightly so, we're not justifying what they've done or making it right, but we have to choose the right thing here. We have to make the better choice. And that day, Curtis Nielsen did. Lastly, number five, just want to touch on this and then we're done. There's, there's two kinds of forgiveness that I wanted to bring to our attention today. The first one is forgiving someone who has not asked you for forgiveness. So they may not even know they've hurt you. They, they might have moved away. Maybe they've died and you didn't get it right. Maybe they even know they offended you, but they simply don't care. That happens too. But whatever the case may be, you still feel the anger towards them and towards what they did. They, they might not deserve it. 
They might not be sorry, but you've got to let it go. Romans 5 reminds us, it says, God showed his great love for us by sending Jesus to die while we were still sinners. You know what that verse really says to me? We didn't ask for his forgiveness, and we didn't deserve his forgiveness, but he chose to give it to us anyway. See, the other person is not involved with this. We have to forgive people based on God's forgiveness for us. The other person is not involved. They haven't asked you for forgiveness. Maybe it's not possible for them to ask you for forgiveness because they're gone, moved away, dead. Maybe they, it's not possible for them to ask you for forgiveness because they're too hard and bitter and they won't come and humble themselves. Maybe they'll never ask. But you still have to let it go. You still have to let it go based on God's forgiveness for you that while you were a sinner, God sent His Son to die for you. This is, it's a, it's a one-way thing. It's a one-sided thing. It's not between you, know, you and them. You're not interacting with each other. It's you alone. You're choosing to do the right thing for you and forgiving the way that you have been forgiven. So your relationship with this person might never be restored. It might never be reconciled. But at least the forgiveness part is done and you can walk and live free. So that's one type of forgiveness. The second type is when someone does ask you for forgiveness. And the reason I'm pointing this out is there's a, there's a difference, and hopefully you get this in a second, but... When someone comes to you and expresses sorrow and regret and they demonstrate uh, a real desire, an authentic desire to repair the relationship and to admit that, admit that they were wrong and, and, to, uh, and to say sorry, it opens the door for reconciliation. And uh, so as long as the other person is genuine and sincere, then a repair of the relationship can actually happen. Some, actually, uh, Tony Evans calls it transactional forgiveness. And what he means is it's a two-way exchange that uh, one person asks for forgiveness and the other person gives it. And without this two-way exchange, without this transaction occurring, then uh, reconciliation really isn't possible. You still have to forgive the person even though you might not ever be reconciled with them because they haven't asked for forgiveness. But when someone comes and asks for forgiveness and is genuine and sincere, then you have to give it to them and now you have an opportunity to actually restore, strengthen, and make better the relationship. You with me? So, like, think about it in terms of our relationship with God. He reconciles us, the Bible says. He reconciles us to himself when we ask for it, right? When we sincerely come to him and ask for forgiveness. Now, his, we know that his forgiveness is available to all. His desire is that all would come and that none would perish. But we are not reconciled with him. Our relationship with him is not restored until we admit we have sinned and ask for forgiveness. This is the process. So 
The forgiveness is available for all, but you've got to go ask for it. You've got to admit that you need it. And when you do, the relationship can be restored. It's a beautiful picture of our relationship with Jesus. We receive it when we ask for it. It's this two-way exchange. And a two-way exchange is needed if we hope to restore the relationship. So, let me just say this in closing. There's one first step, and I don't want it to sound like a Sunday school answer, okay? Because it's deeper than that, and I hope you receive it. it. It's simple, but not simple at the same time. One first step that you need to take if you're struggling with forgiveness, I believe that the first step that we all need to take when we're struggling is to understand this fact. We forgive by faith. We forgive by faith. Now, I just let that phrase just sink into your brain for a moment. We take the obedient step and we begin the process. Forgiveness and the process of forgiveness is a process. Some people describe it like peeling an onion, just one layer at a time, baby. Just one layer at a time, you know. And I, and I think there's some truth to that. We take the obedient step to say, Lord, I'm going, I know that you're commanded me to do it. I, I know that there's no limit to forgiveness. I know that, that this forgiveness is going to bring freedom into my life. I know that I have to make the choice. And so, Lord, I'm going to take this step and I'm choosing to forgive. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. I'm still angry. But I'm going to take this step and before you, I'm going to, I'm going to begin the process of taking one step at a time to forgive. And when you take that obedient step and you begin the process and you, be, and you believe by faith that the Holy Spirit will finish the job. And isn't that what God says he'll do? Really? I mean, look at Philippians 1.6. I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So forgiveness is, an, is another work that needs to be worked on and finished in our lives. And so if we take this step of, of we forgive by faith, it's a process, and if we stay willing, if we stay obedient, if we stay like pliable and, and moldable and soft on the inside, we let the Holy Spirit do His work to help us to forgive. We can forgive, but it's a work of the Spirit, and it's a process that needs to continue on in our lives by faith. Isn't that weird when you say, you know, in some ways, it's hard for us to forgive. In some ways, we don't want to forgive. And in other ways, we know we should and we want to. And it's this tension of pulling back and forth, right? And this is why we have to take this first step and say, Lord, I'm a child of God. I am a servant of the Most High, filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take the first step by faith and believe that you're going to help me get through this. I can do this in Jesus' name. Uh, your hurt, your wound, your pain, it can be overcome. You see, for some people, forgiveness is 
like Mount Everest. It's this huge mountain in our lives that seems impossible to get over. But thankfully, come on now, we serve a mountain-moving God. And He can help us, and He can strengthen us, and He can complete the work if we stay in the pocket, if we stay in close, if we keep our hand in his hand, if we say, Lord, I'm choosing to forgive by faith, there's going to be days that I don't want to. There's going to be days when I'm still angry. There's going to be days when revenge and bitter thoughts creep up into my mind. But by faith in Jesus, I'm going to get there. I'm going to take one step, one step, one step, and let the Holy Spirit get me to where I need to go. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. You can do it with His power and with His strength. So forgive others and forgive yourself if necessary. God offers us all forgiveness. He offers forgiveness to the world. And so receive it for yourself and then give it freely to others. All your earthly relationships will depend on it. Everyone will. And so let's just say before God, I choose to forgive. Help me to forgive. Get me to where I need to be. Thank you, Lord. Stand with me just for a moment as we close today. Thank you, Lord. Would you just take a moment, if you're, if you're here or even if you're at home today, just don't move for a moment. Don't get a coffee. Try to limit your interruption just for a moment. The presence of the Lord is in this place today. He is with us. He is with you. Would you just take a moment personally? Let the Holy Spirit just scour your mind and your conscience. Is there something that you haven't let go of? Is there somebody that you're struggling to forgive? I believe that the Holy Spirit will bring these things to our minds. And when he does, he probably already has. When he does, would you do this? Forgive by faith. Could you do that today? Ask the Lord. Search me and know my heart, Lord. Reveal to me any bitter ways, any hurtful ways, anything that I'm holding against someone. And help me now, Lord, to release it by faith. There's going to be days when it's going to be a struggle. But you promised to complete the work in me that you started. Just tell him today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I believe that you have been speaking to us. Even in this 
last moment. Bringing to mind something maybe that we haven't fully let go of. Bringing to mind a hurt, a person, a wound. We might have made good progress. And we're making progress. And maybe today was just a reminder to keep making progress. But Father, I pray today for those that are here or watching online that are struggling with forgiveness today. The first step always is to have a relationship with Jesus. We must get that right first. When he forgives us and we experience his joy and his love and his peace, then that permeates every other relationship in our lives for the good. And so I ask today, Lord, that if anybody is watching online today that doesn't know you, that they would, Lord, reach out, hit that prayer button, reach out to us, call on the name of the Lord. The word is so clear. Anyone who calls, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. He is the Father who runs to you, who is looking for you. And if you would choose to forgive, you would choose to be forgiven, choose to be reconciled, then you will find the arms of a heavenly Father wrapping around you and drawing you into himself. This is who he is and what he does. So Lord, may we always start with that to make sure that our relationship with you is solid, that we love you, and that we're growing more, more like you, Father, in these days. But I pray, Jesus, we all know that we're not perfect and we struggle with so many things. And Lord, this is one area that a lot of us struggle in. And so I ask you, Holy Spirit, to do something deep in us, to do something powerful in us, and to release us in Jesus' name from the pain, from the revenge, from the hurt, from the wound, from the bitterness, Lord, from the rage that we have felt in regards to this. Set us free in Jesus' name. And we, Lord, will choose to forgive even by even lord when we don't want to when we don't feel like it we remember that it is a choice it is not a feeling and we forgive by faith and trust that the hand and the power of god will complete the work in us and so thank you today lord thank you today that you have forgiven us thank you today that you have loved us while we were still sinners. We didn't deserve your love, but you gave it. We didn't deserve your forgiveness, but you gave it. Thank you. Lord, we choose you. We choose better. We choose the better way, the only way. Jesus, help us, Father, to be men and women who walk free. Release us. Lord, this is something that the enemy has played, he, he has played us, Lord, with this for too long. He has tied us into knots. He has kept us on a leash. He has stopped us from running, Lord. And it is time that the leash is cut. It is time that the forgiveness is given. It is time that this is released in our lives. And so in Jesus' name, 
in Jesus name. Would you do this if you're just in the house today? Not just would you do this just for one moment? Put if you, if there's something that you just need to let go of today in terms of somebody that the Lord's been talking to you about. Would you just put your hand up for a moment? Now I'm not going to embarrass anybody, not going to point anybody out. Just put your hand up for a moment. Just for one second. Say, Lord, you see these hands and the hands maybe even that are raised at home. You know all the details and you know the wound. And you know, Lord, how sometimes maybe we've justified it because we, we just justify it. And the other person was wrong and we were truly hurt. But Lord, this is about us and we got to let this go. If there's a possibility, Father, of reconciliation, we'll take it. But if it's just a one-sided thing, then set us free today. You see, every hand, and I'm asking you, Lord, for every hand in the house today, that a miracle of God, the forgiveness of God, forgive by faith, and the strength of the Lord would be received today in Jesus' name. Set every person free whose hand is up. May it be done in Jesus' name, we pray. May, Lord, we understand that we are victors in Christ. We can do all things through him who gives us the strength. We, Lord, are overcomers. We are forgivers. We are not people who hang on with to bitterness and to rage. We are people who walk free in Jesus' name. So, Lord, may that be in us, over us, and around us today. Every hand and every wound, Lord, be healed and forgiveness to flow, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, today for your freedom. We, Lord, are going to walk by faith and know that the process of forgiveness is being done in our lives. Thank you today, Lord. Bless my friends. Bless our church. Bless our town and our community. Lord, kill COVID and set us free from this pandemic. Father, let us be free of it in Jesus' name. Keep us well and strong, Lord. May our light shine. Father, and may we be the salt, Father, to people who are hurting all around us. Strengthen our relationships. May we be encouragers, Lord, people who bring the light. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. May your blessing, your peace, Lord, rest upon each of us today. We love you. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, God's people said amen. Thanks for listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including service times, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Have a good week and God bless.